Pod fam, how you doing? This episode is going to act like your go-to guide for breakups. So most of what I'm going to be talking about is mainly for those who have been dumped, but you know, it can also resonate with those that were a mutual decision or even if you were the one who ended things, you know, but you still feel heartbroken and lost. So the main focus here, I'd say, is about probably 70% is on people who feel powerless and kind of feel like they want to get back together with their ex. So that's the theme of today. This, you know, this is my first breakup episode that I've done and I'm sure I'm going to do many, many more in the future because breakups are complicated and they can totally just take over your life. But the idea in this episode is just to give you insights that might click with you. So when you're dealing with a breakup, it's important to fill your mind with information that helps you heal, not stuff that keeps you stuck in pain and misery. And, you know, sometimes after a breakup, when we end, we end up going down like a rabbit hole of checking our ex's social media, reminiscing on the good times, you know, and convincing ourselves that they were air quotations, the one. So focus on things that help you move on, yeah? So this episode is your breakup survival kit. It's not about waiting for your ex to come back. If you're ready to put in the work to move on and consider the relationship done, this episode is for you and it's going to be super useful. Trust me, even if you only pick up a few tips here and there out of the many I'm going to give you, it will make a difference. So let's just get into it because there's so much to cover. So I have around nine points that I really want to go over as part of your breakup handbook, breakup 101, whatever you want to call it, because I'm not sure what I'm going to call this episode at the moment, but it's going to be something along those lines. Anyways, number one, let's kickstart your journey to bounce back from that breakup. So the key is not to aim for impressing your ex. So If your main focus and end goal are to win your ex's approval, you're essentially fixated on something that will keep you trapped in the exit lane. So what I mean by this is if your current thought is, I'm going to look, I'm going to get incredible shape. I'm going to work my butt off at the gym. I'm going to eat super clean and totally transform myself to make my ex regret their decisions because I'm going to look so damn good. Well, guess what? That's not the right approach at all. Why? Because self-improvement, don't get me wrong, is fantastic for your mental health and those endorphins will definitely have you feeling great. You know, exercise is actually one of the best things that you can do after a breakup, no doubt about it. However, if your motivation for doing this is solely to make your ex feel sorry and envious, you're keeping your ex on a pedal still in your mind. So your why is all wrong. And that's keeping you kind of tethered, right? That connection is like this invisible rope that keeps you tied to your ex. So it's going to lead you to do things that align with what you think your ex wants, okay? If you know your ex has certain preferences, behaviors, or looks that they find attractive, and you're doing these things to make them jealous, you're veering towards choices that please your ex right? The aim here isn't to win back your ex. It's to move on. So from now on, everything you do should absolutely be about self-improvement for sure. And I'll dig into that a bit shortly, but it should never be to, you know, stoke your ex's jealousy, right? Take a moment to assess your actions and ask yourself, what am I currently doing where my ex's opinion of me 
is my ultimate goal. All right, so once you identify these areas and what you're doing, change your motivation behind them, right, while still doing the same thing because you're obviously doing it because, you know, there is some enjoyment there, right? So just flip the perspective and your mindset on that to do stuff that you want to do and what is good for you rather than putting your ex's thoughts, feelings, opinions, whatever that you know first, Next up, number two, let's talk about how you can level up yourself. And this connects to the broader self-improvement concept. So the goal is to reach a point where if your ex were to come back, you wouldn't even want them back. Not because you consider yourself superior or they're beneath you or that you hold any negativity, right? This is about personal growth evolution and the profound transformation of you. You have grown so much as an individual that your past relationship and your ex seem like ancient fucking history. It's not about being spiteful or proving that you're better. It's more like saying, I've evolved so significantly that revisiting that past feels odd, feels disgusting, gives me the ick. Like trying to date someone from primary school, it just doesn't make sense with who I am now. Yeah. So when I talk about self-improvement, it's so important to strive for this without harboring any bitterness. Okay. The aim is to reach a place where you've invested so much in yourself and you've grown so remarkably that it's not about revenge or hatred. Instead, it's more like a complete 180 degree turn and you generally find the idea of being with your ex disgusting not even on your radar, strange, gives you the ick, okay? So the question is, how do you get there? Here's the practical test for you. Ask yourself, what can I work on consistently that doesn't rely on others' opinion of me? All right, so for instance, if your self-improvement efforts are solely solely focused on physical appearance, there might be gaps because, you know, it's heavily depending on external validation. Like, it's great to look good for yourself, but it shouldn't run any deeper than that, all right? So I'm talking about things that genuinely ignite your passion, something that you can get lost in because you're so engrossed in it, right? So consider picking up a new skill, a hobby, or, you know, diving back into something you've genuinely passionate about, you know. So for me, during my breakups, you know, returning to studying and pursuing my degree, that was my game changer. And I went wholeheartedly in. I was immersed myself into learning construction. It was challenging, but, you know, it wasn't too daunting, okay? So I spent hours engrossed in what I love and I knew would benefit me in the long term. And this this kind of personal development helped me to evolve significantly in such a short time. So find activities that resonate with you. It could be a small hobby, you know, or a substantial project that you've always wanted to tackle, like a business or something. The key is that it's something you can continuously improve upon, a journey of evolution. Ideally, it's a skill that you're learning and you can better yourself over time with, okay? 
Okay, so let's move on to number three. Let's talk about anger, resentment, and hatred that you might be holding towards your ex because it's so, so, so important to pay attention to these emotions. If you're carrying an excessive amount of anger towards your ex for how they treated you, the way they acted, or the pain that they caused, you're essentially reserving way too much fucking emotional energy for them okay this can hinder your ability to move on in a healthy way so even if you believe you know you're no longer in love with them and you are convinced of how terrible that they were you know there's a distinction between getting over someone in a romantic sense and truly moving on okay so when you're harboring intense emotions like hatred it can obstruct your ability to approach new situations and relationships in a healthy manner so failing to leave the past behind right and you open up these new doors these new chapters unconsciously you are bringing in those old feelings and patterns of resentment and insecurity into these new doors new paths new relationships okay you do not have to suddenly love your ex and wish them all the fucking best especially if they've been cruel unkind and just a shitty person you right you can acknowledge that they aren't a good fit for you, right? And that's where your focus should be. It is okay and even healthy to have no desire to be associated with someone who's simply just not a good person or with whom had no, like, had no zero fucking alignment with you, okay? However, you can do this in a peaceful way. So the key is to learn how to detach yourself emotionally from that person. You can still be aware of, you know, what transpired, 100%. But when you think about it, it should lack those intense emotions. Yeah? So instead, you might feel like a sense of relief or even gratitude that they're no longer a part of your life, causing you pain. Yeah? So rather than being focused you know, furious about their actions, you can recognize that they simply aren't a good person. So when someone's character is flawed, you expect subpar behavior from them. Yeah. So it's not about being surprised when they behave badly. Okay. It's about understanding their character. If someone repeatedly exhibits negative behavior it's a part of who they are you do not need to make excuses for their actions or toxic behaviors it's about coming to terms with the fact that you misjudged them or thought that they were better than what they actually were okay so when you reach this conclusion it's easier to let go of the resentment and anger okay so the same principle applies to seeking revenge on an ex. If you're plotting revenge, it means that they still have a hold on you. You're trapped in their emotional grip, even if you don't want to admit it. Okay, so while you're consumed by thoughts of getting back at them, they might be going about life oblivious to the pain that they caused you. Okay, wasting your time on revenge keeps you stuck in a space when where they occupy too much of your emotional real estate okay so if you find yourself dwelling on revenge it's so 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 important i cannot express this enough the importance to acknowledge that they still have an emotional hold on you okay so when you can let go of these vengeful feelings and instead wish them well say something like 
I hope you get what you deserve, okay? Or simply thanking them for the lessons and saying goodbye. You'll feel a significant weight just lift off your shoulder when you start to realize these instead and you start shifting your mindset perspective to this. So, you you know, you won't be burdened by carrying that emotional baggage they caused, okay? Instead, you'll choose to leave it behind and move forward without carrying the weight of their actions with you, you know, for far longer than fucking necessary. All right, so where are we up to? Number four, let's talk about point four. Stop assuming your ex feels exactly like you do because they don't. When a breakup happens, it means that there is a mismatch in emotions. One or both of you feel that something's off, yeah? So believing that your ex is going through the same pain as you is a bit off the mark, right? It's a mistake to think that your ex misses you as much as you miss them. It's tough, I know. It's fucking painful, I know. Especially when you've invested months, years, even fucking decades in a relationship, right? You might be telling yourself that, you know, you've had all this history together, so they might be sitting there missing you. Well, they might miss you to some extent, sure, but in general, it's not even close to the depth of your feelings, right? And I know it's a fucking hard truth to hear, but it's something that you've got to remind yourself of. Understanding this is so important because it helps to, for you to see that the only way forward is to move on. If you keep telling yourself the story that, you know, they're wailing over you, that they've made a mistake or that they've made, they might come back because, you know, they're keeping tabs on your social media, you're essentially holding yourself in an emotional limbo. All right. You're stuck between hoping that they'll return and the need to fucking heal. But, you know, being in that in between state, it just achieves pretty much nothing. It's like you've hit the pause button while the rest of the world just keeps moving on. That's essentially what it is. All right, so let's move on to number five. When your ex hits you up, you need to tell yourself, not today, Satan, not today, okay? Because in 99% of cases with 99% of people, they're doing it purely out of selfish reasons. Okay, so unless you have kids together or there's some actual legitimate reason to communicate, so I'm talking about those times when your ex contacts you out of the blue for no good reason, do not take the bait. Okay, their selfish motive usually boils down to easing their own guilt. So actually, let me share this story with you, right? After one of my most brutal breakups, all right, I was head over heels in love with this guy and about a month after it, with zero contact prior, okay, I get this Snapchat out of the blue. And trust me, a fucking Snapchat is the just not the coolest communication form ever. I think I actually deleted Snapchat after all this. But anyways, in this Snapchat, he offers me tickets to a game, which he had originally booked and paid for, you know, and we, you know, when we were an item, you know, he planned this romantic weekend away for us. He had this brilliant idea that he should gift them to me. But here's the kicker. I had just started my degree and working just so much to get hours up and to get money back into my bank account. So the last thing that I wanted to do was go somewhere that he had planned for us to go, right? He did this purely for selfish reasons to soothe his own fucking guilt all right he didn't want to be with me but he felt so bad for causing me pain 
so obviously to clear his conscience and make and maybe make himself look better in my eyes he extended this olive branch honestly it would have been a whole lot fucking better if he just hadn't never messaged me again honestly when your ex reaches out to you out of the blue out of nowhere and tries to be all fucking heroic you know tries to be the hero it can trigger a roller coaster of emotions right you might initially feel excited you know about hearing from them but as you dig deeper it leads to a deep heartbreak right and it's infuriating it's so fucking infuriating to have them you know waltz into your day like that just out of nowhere uninvited right but always remember that they're doing it for themselves, their ego, their image, right? Some people might see it as a glimmer of hope, all right? And I sure did when I saw that fucking Snapchat. You know, I went, oh my God, it's him, woo to wait, wait, wait. Why the hell did he message me this, all right? In a matter of seconds, it was an instant switch. So when your ex reaches out like this, It's a selfish move. So the next time it happens, remind yourself that today is not the day and that you're not buying into it, all right? No clinging to hope with this one, all right? Just delete the message and wave goodbye to the fucking manipulation. All right, I think we're up to number six. If your actions are on a repeat loop while you're trying to get over a relationship, your feelings are going to get stuck in that same loop. So are you going through the same motions day in, day out and expecting some magical change to happen in your emotions, right? Maybe you're even constantly asking yourself the same questions, right? Or do you find yourself seeking out friends who tell you what you want to hear instead of those who will tell you it's time to move on? Like, are you drawn to friends who dissect your ex's every fucking move like a detective, you know, meticulously analyzing their actions, or even perhaps you're caught up stalking them on social media, or even you might even go as far as sending them a message in hope that they'll respond in a way that you want, right? Instead of friends who are like, put the phone away. Come on, girl, you're better than that. We're moving on. Yeah. So in a breakup, there are different kinds of friends, and I'm not saying there are good and bad, right, friends to have in a breakup. You may need them all at, like, to some extent, as a breakup has stages and phases that you go through. But some friends might encourage those repetitive behaviors that keep you dwelling on the breakup. You know, rehashing every detail and looking for ways to extract revenge or hold on to those false hopes. Now, I get it. If you're really fucking struggling and in a bad place, doing whatever to lift your spirits in that moment can be a short-term coping strategy. But here's the thing. If you keep doing it over and over and over again, you might find yourself six months down the road stuck in that same cycle, having those same conversations, and you're not really doing yourself any fucking favors with that. I'm all about for emotions being like, a flight of stairs yeah and if you're stuck in that despair and hopelessness down the bottom right stepping up to that next step and feeling a bit of anger can be a little bit more empowering for you right but you know you don't want to stay in that anger for too long either you want to move up to that next step okay so it so in these initial stages of the breakup, it's okay to engage in those conversations right we're all human and we all need that little bit to make us feel a little bit better in that moment, 
Yeah, but here's the key thing. Are you repeating those behaviors over and over again? Are you leaning towards friends who encourage this behavior rather than those who are trying to shake things up and change how you feel in that moment, you know, making you feel better? Okay, so pay attention because the friends who are trying to pull you out of it are pure fucking gold, right? Now ask yourself, what are you seeking day in and day out? Is it reassurance that you're right? Are you constantly looking for validation that you're not crazy or that your feelings are justified? Okay, maybe you're searching for clues to prove that they still love you. What is it that you're seeking every time you talk about your ex to your friends and family? Is it simply a sounding board, reassurance, or is it a quest for confirmation that your ex was in the wrong, all right? Clarifying your intention is so important because if it's the same old stuff day in, day out, you need to switch it up, right? You need to switch up your actions or your feelings will remain stuck in this loop, okay? Now, number seven, this one's not for everyone because not not everyone does it, but it's important to stop fixating on your ex's new partner or the person your ex cheated on you with, all right, and their appearance. When someone starts bad-mouthing their ex's new partner, all I see is someone who's wounded and possibly dealing with their own insecurities, okay? So when you're standing there going off about how terrible they look or what they do for a living, My opinion of that person, whom I've never met before, remains pretty much non-existent. However, it does give me an idea of where your headspace is at in that moment. So if you're busy tearing down this person, you're essentially saying, I'm in competition with them. And if if you genuinely believe they're trash, what does that say about you? right? It's like you're comparing yourself to them, yeah? And that's not exactly a flattering self-portrait to be painting. So here's the deal. Stop talking about them. Stop passing fucking judgment on the new partner. Your issue is either with your ex or it's not. But the new partner should ideally be of little concern. So unless, of course, you have some first-hand knowledge of this new person and some valid insights into their character, in that case, go ahead and share if it really affects your life. I'm not asking you to be fucking Mother Teresa here, but if you don't actually know this person, just avoid making those comments because all it does is reinforce the feeling that you're competing with them. So when it comes to discussing your ex's new partner, less is definitely more, all right? In fact, the best is just not to go there at all, right? Don't do it. Honestly, just don't do it. So next up is number eight, and this one is going to be a tough one, okay? But it's so important to remind yourself that your current situation is probably not unique, right? In most cases, what you are going through during a heartbreak isn't unique at all. It may feel exceptionally unique because it's your own personal experience, and it might seem like something that you've never encountered before. But heartbreak, for instance, is far from uncommon, all right? While it may seem in the moment that no one could possibly understand what you're going through, it's actually really beneficial to realize that countless people experience the same kind of pain, okay? What makes this realization helpful is that you can find a multitude of great examples of individuals who have endured what you're experiencing right now and see how they've kind of turned their lives around from it, right? So they've faced heartbreak, just like you, and they didn't experience it any less intensely. 
it's not that you're feeling this harder than anyone else, right? We've all been there. And it's it's excruciating for each person who's been through a breakup. So reminding yourself of this is so, so, so important. Like, for example, you have a close friend that recently went through a breakup and they kept telling you that you just don't understand the pain that they're going through, right? The reality is that we all understand because we've all been there, right? We've all dated someone who treated us poorly, ghosted, you know, or, you know, we were blindsided by a breakup when we thought everything was going well, yeah? So I think when you hear someone say that, you know, that rem- that can remind you of how you felt during your first significant breakup where you genuinely believe that, you know, if people thought you'd never get over it, they may, they must not comprehend your suffering, you know, but that's just simply not true. Many people around us have felt the same way that we have, okay? So if you're conv- if you've convinced yourself that what you're going through is so unique and that no one has experienced it before, it can make your challenges seem impossible. Instead, you should remind yourself that while you're suffering, there are many people that you can turn to because they've been through this too. Okay, you can draw a lot of positivity from their experiences and find ways to think optimistically about your future and how you'll heal from this, right? Rather than thinking, I'm doomed, no one understands me, I'm alone in this, blah, 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 and all that bullshit, right? Which can be so detrimental to your healing process. Acknowledge that others have faced similar struggles and have come through them, all right? Which can, you know, this can just provide you with the hope and guidance that you need to heal, move on, okay? All right, so last one, number nine. And sometimes you have to play the role of the tough guy, okay? If you're going through a breakup and you were the one who got dumped, you're no longer obligated to be that person's support system, all right? They made the decision to end the relationship, and it's so important to remember that. I personally know people who have been in a situation where they were dumped, and then the person who initiated the breakup still wants to maintain within their contact, be in communication with them, right? They see things like, oh, I miss our conversations, you know, you're my sounding board, you know, you're the person I come to, you're like my best friend and all that bullshit, right? No, 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 that's fucking bullshit. You should kindly redirect them to find a friend or a family member, all right? Tell them to fuck off and talk to someone else. I would anyways, I'm a savage. But you are like, you are not their sounding board anymore, right? You are not their support system. You do not have to listen to them. So when someone breaks up with you, they've given up the privilege to your emotional support. Any access that they get to you is because you choose to grant it. I support the idea of maintaining a friendship if both parties are comfortable with it, but the person who is hurting most must give themselves ample time to heal before such friendship can then go on and thrive all right otherwise it becomes a one-sided relationship and the person who was dumped continues to fucking suffer in it all right so even in cases where there are children involved right i believe there should still be some boundaries until the person who is hurting has had their time to recover so minimize contact keep it civil for the sake of the family but you don't need to be the one they turn to for their emotional, you know, counseling when they've dumped you. Okay. Now, if you're the one who initiated the breakup, you have to take on the role of being assertive and clear. It's the least you can fucking do. Okay. Don't attempt to mend their broken heart when you're the one who caused the pain. Remember, 
actions speak louder than words. So when someone is hurting, right, they'll grasp at any hint or clue and, you know, may misinterpret it into fit into this narrative that suits them. So if you send a message saying, oh, I hope you're okay, you know, if you need anything, feel free to reach out, they might interpret that as you still having feelings for them, okay? They'll think that you're regretting your decision, but, you know, they're just into they're just too embarrassed to admit it to you. So this kind of, you know, misinterpretation can lead to a downward spiral of delusion. So, if you initiate the breakup, do them a favor by being the one who establishes boundaries and don't reach out. So, you know, when I say be an asshole, I don't mean be mean and unkind and cruel, okay? I mean just be more straightforward and direct, right? You have to appear detached and unemotional because that's the only way that they'll truly understand that the relationship is over. You can say all the com- like comforting things that you want, but if you keep reaching out, you're sending the wrong messages. If you want a friendship with them, you have to be patient and give them the space that they need. Ultimately, it's up to them whether they want a friendship, you know, after you initiated the breakup. It's not your decision it's theirs. Okay. Guys, those are my nine points for today's breakup manual, whatever I'm going to call this as far as I'm concerned. It's all the points that I wanted to express to you guys today and talk about. So thank you so much for listening. Keep sharing these episodes. Keep sharing them with your friends, your family, who you think might need them. Now, as always, have a good one and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.